0: Welcome to the Unstoppable Moms Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Breen, and here we bring busy mamas like you seriously effective tips for balancing a healthy lifestyle with real life chaos. The chaos of raising tiny humans while still trying to have those magical moments to yourself, not to mention your partner, your job, your social life, And all the things. If you're looking for the how to for creating a healthy lifestyle for your family, actionable tips for losing weight in a healthy way, aka no diets and no sketchy pills that just make you run to the bathroom, and finding wellness without the overwhelm, welcome, Mama. You are in the right place. Hey, and welcome back to the podcast. So I was thinking about this and I realized that I haven't introduced myself on here in a while. Since like episode one. So hello again. Uh, I'm Caroline. If you are newer to the podcast, I'm a health coach and I love helping women get to their wellness goals. I have a two-year-old daughter named August and I call her my sunshine baby. And I have a husband who prefers to say pretty private, so I don't mention him too much, but he does exist. And we also have two dogs. We have one 17-year-old dog. Yes, he's 17, and his name is Gus, and Riley, who is, uh, well, we found Riley, so we think she's guesstimated about eight, and she's just an absolute wild animal. I love coffee deeply within my soul. Traveling is my absolute favorite thing to do, and of course, eating all the good food while traveling. I'm a native Floridian, and I love Florida. I'm never leaving. <laughs> And I think women are pretty badass. There's a lot more, but that's it in a nutshell. Plus, I also don't like to drag on and on about anything on this podcast. I hate when other podcasts take like 40 minutes to give you a single piece of useful information. So I do my best to keep these episodes rather to the point. That being said, let's get to the topic of today's episode. We're talking about the impacts of hours of sitting and how to get more movement during your day. If you listened to last week's episode, it was the monthly goal episode for September. And that's where I give one goal per week. And so for this week, the second week of September, it is to get up and move for anyone who works a desk job and finds themselves sitting for hours at a time. So I thought this topic would go perfectly with that goal that we have set for this week. So first, let's break down just how sitting can poorly affect your health. With the rise of computers and other technologies, our jobs have become more and more sedentary than they were in the past. And on our off time, modern conveniences also have us standing less. I mean, you have like a robot vacuum, grocery delivery, so we don't even have to shop in the store ourselves, or there's Uber Eats that brings the food right to your door. I mean, we even have like telehealth. So that we don't have to go to the actual doctor's office anymore. And now I get it. Like we're still deep in COVID times right now. And this ability to connect with the outside world without leaving your house can honestly be a literal lifesaver for some people. But for others, these serve as time-saving conveniences. And time is something no one ever seems to have enough of, right? However, what are you putting that time saved back into. For the large majority, it goes back into sitting in front of screens, whether for work or for leisure. So according to both Harvard Health and Yale Medicine, sitting raises risks for weight gain, diabetes, deep vein thrombosis, which is like blood clots that form in your legs and they can travel up to your lungs. Super fun sounding, right? Depression, dementia, multiple cancers, and the number one leading cause of death in the U.S., Heart disease. When you sit for prolonged periods, you're also relaxing the largest muscles in your body, you know, your glute and your leg muscles, which can contribute to negative factors such as low back and hip pain, decreased balance, and when muscles are relaxed, they use very little glucose, which is the sugar that's in your blood, making this one of the reasons why it can increase your chances of type 2 diabetes. And one more thing, if you're not getting the urge to get up and move quite yet, sitting can also contribute to osteoporosis, which we, as women, are already more prone to anyways. So, yay us. Okay, I know that's a lot, but I'm not here to sugarcoat facts for you for this episode today. I mean, do I ever? No. But if you sit for eight plus hours every day, I would encourage you to think about how you can break that up. I'm going to be sharing some tips and ideas in just a minute. But first, also let me point out that sitting isn't just referring to a desk job. It's also in the car, relaxing at home, watching TV, and so on. So what can we do to counter all this sitting that we're doing? Now, it seems kind of like the obvious choice is workout or exercise more, right? Not so much. Sort of. So here's the thing. Working out is great, and I'm obviously not discouraging that. However, research shows that concentrated workouts or periods of exercise do not compensate for too much sitting. So, yes, you're still serving your body well and providing so many benefits by doing a concentrated, like 30 minute or hour long workout. However, You're not countering the effects of common prolonged sitting with a three times a week workout or even the recommended 150 minutes per week. But here's the good news. Yes, there is good news. There is something else that you can focus on that has a much greater impact than revving up your sweat session. Non-exercise activity thermogenesis or NEAT as it's called is just a fancy scientific way of saying the calories or energy your body burns when you are active throughout the day. And in this case, active doesn't mean running or lifting weights, it means just movement, just any movement that your body does. So things like walking, cleaning your house, cooking, making your bed, getting ready in the morning, standing, even typing any movement that is requiring your body to use energy, and things that are usually considered low-level energy. By getting these types of movements throughout your day consistently in your life, you're reducing your risk for all of those doom and gloom diseases and conditions I mentioned before. In a study looking at calorie expenditure, researchers found that being inactive, so working a job where you sit and then you go home and sit in front of the TV, but still getting a workout, so maybe in this case, between work and home, you stop for a workout at the gym, burned less calories than a person who was considered active with NEAT throughout their day. So getting low energy movement provides greater calorie expenditure than a workout. And in this case, in the study that I'm referencing, it was to buy about 500 calories, and then not surprisingly, implementing NEAT throughout your day and a more intense energy expenditure time through exercise for in the most calories. So workout on its own was the least amount, NEAT was the second amount, and then NEAT plus a workout was the highest expenditure of calories there. Okay, let's get down to the good part now. What can you do to get more NEAT movement in your life? The first and the easiest Stand. Just stand. I mean, it can hardly get more simple. And I know we like to think that's too simple. Health has to be complicated. No, it doesn't. By just choosing to stand more during your day, you will lower your risk of serious health issues, including cancers, heart disease, diabetes, and what scientists are now referring to as sitting disease. You'll support your brain power, focus, productivity, and decision-making. You'll support bone health, improve your circulation, boost your metabolism, tone muscles, increase energy, improve your posture, and improve your mood. And I don't know about you, but all of those seems like very good reasons to stand to me. And if you're doing movement that requires slightly more energy than just standing, you're only increasing those benefits. So here are some other ideas for movement. So this first section here is for work specifically, if you have an office job or a desk job. Take a five to 10 minute break every hour to stand or stretch or walk around. I know that it's not always possible to walk away from your desk, so at least stand for for five to 10 minutes every hour. Any meetings that you can change from sit down meetings, make them into walking meetings. Take phone calls while standing or pacing utilize a standing desk, walk to a restroom that is farther away from your work area, use a portion of your lunch break to walk, set reminders on your computer or your phone to get up and move, stay hydrated so that you have to get up more because you're always going to have to pee. But that was like a double dipper there. You know, you're getting your water and you're getting up and getting some movement. If you have to travel on planes a lot for work, walk around the airport. You know, you're going to be sitting on that plane for Probably at least an hour, if not much, much longer. So walk around the airport beforehand. Walk to talk to your coworkers instead of emailing or calling them. Take the stairs instead of the elevator or escalator. Walk or bike to work if that's possible for you. Get off a few stops early if you use public transportation and walk the rest of the way. If you drive to work, park a few blocks away and walk the rest of the way. Move your trash can to an area that requires you to walk to them and don't just cheat and let it pile up on your desk for one big trip later. Let this serve as the reminder to get up and move every time you have to throw something away. Stand, pace, stretch, or practice balancing on one leg while reading work material. And final one is to schedule time to move into your calendar. Just, you know. If you're a person that lives and dies by their schedule, just put, you know, five minute segments in there to remind you to get up and move or to just stand. And then here are a few ideas for when you're at home, how to get some more movement. Bust out those dance moves while you listen to music, while you cook or while you clean. Listen, you're in your own house, nobody is judging you. Walk or bike somewhere if you're able to instead of taking your car. Choose video games that require you to move your whole body. Take a walk before or after dinner. Get up and move during TV commercials. I know with streaming services nowadays, maybe we don't have quite as many commercials, but if you are watching anything with a commercial, make sure to get up and move during those. When you're going out to do something, try and do things that might have you up in. walking or standing, and it again, it's not strenuous. You don't have to go on some directly uphill hike. You could go to a museum or an art gallery and just walk around there. You can go play at a park. Whenever you find yourself sitting in the car and waiting, get out and stand or pace. Like if your spouse has to run into the store for something and you're just gonna wait in the car, instead, either go in with them or just get out of your car and kind of stand and stretch. When you're in a waiting room such as a doctor's office, stand instead of sit. If you pick your kids up from school every day, park a few blocks away and walk to get them instead of sitting in the carpool line straighten up something in your house daily instead of one big cleaning spree on like Saturday mornings or something like that to get consistent movement into your week. Plus, I feel like you'll just thank yourself for that when you don't have to spend two hours cleaning because you've been doing it consistently throughout the week. If your kids play a sport, walk around during their games or practices, now, do yard work, This one is a common one that I know you've probably heard before. Whenever you go anywhere, choose a parking spot that's the farthest away and get those extra steps in there. Use the bathroom that's the farthest one from wherever you're at within your house. If you have more than one bathroom, obviously. Pick up the pace whenever you are walking. Lift a foot off the floor whenever you're standing in line or whenever you're brushing your teeth or something like that. Set timers to prevent yourself from doing one task for too long, such as computer or TV, without getting up and having that movement in there. And finally, look for opportunities to move every day. Small movement. If you get anything from this episode, I want it to be that taking advantage of these small, Low energy opportunities to move have a huge impact and such a positive one. Take advantage now and don't wait. Honestly, movement is a gift. Your functioning body is a blessing. And I hope you realize and appreciate that because so many people don't even have basic abilities that we can take for granted very easily. You'll only get one body. So serve it well. Okay, that wraps up today's episode. I really hope this provided a little eye-opening insight for you and has you thinking about finding movement in your day. If you know someone who could benefit from this episode, maybe some coworkers, be sure to send it to them. And when you find those opportunities to move, let me know. I love to see how you're incorporating wellness into your life. So tag me on your IG stories. I am at Unstoppable Moms Fitness. And if you'd like to get a little nerdy and read more into the research on this and see the sources I pulled all this info from, you can go to unstoppablemomsfitness.com blog 40. Love that episode and can't wait for more? Hit the subscribe button so you never miss a show. There's new episodes every Tuesday, but in the meantime, why not come on over and say hey on social? You can find me on the gram and I say the gram because, you know, I'm a cool mom. You can find me on the gram at Unstoppable Moms Fitness. I'll talk to you next week.